Hello. Welcome to another edition of the Knife Party Podcast, where we live it all on the cutting room floor. I'm, of course, your illustrious host, Zach Evergreen. And with me today, this is a two-man ship today, dude. Yeah, buddy. My co-pilot, as it were, we have Antonius Montana. Oh, hello, everyone. Dude, we haven't done a solo show in a minute. I was actually listening to our some of our back catalog. Yeah, yeah, which one? Um, so, okay, so you and I have been playing on uh, PS5 Network. My He is uh, Ferryman101, right? Yep. And I am Zach Evergreen, Zach spelled with an H. And we've been playing uh, Dabble 2 because they have a new ladder. Now, I love this game, but the game's repetitive if you're grinding. So I yeah. always listen to podcasts whenever I'm playing it. Okay, like, yeah. And I always listen to ours to see, oh, man, I fucked up. I should have said this better. Why do I keep saying the word like? Things like that. <laughs> I kind of analyze it. It's like kind of right, like homework right. for me. And I was thinking, um, like, when's the last time? Not that I don't like having, you know, over two people in it, but I was, like, listening to some of the episodes where it's just you and me. And fuck, man, they, they might be the funniest. Yeah. Out of all of them. Like, our Predator 2 uh, <laughs> if it so bleeds, uh, our creep show one, like that, we have a lot of really good just back and forth episodes. Unfortunately, H1N1 zombies cannot be here today. So what I'm doing is I'm talking this episode up. So it's going to be a little bit different. It's going to be a lot different, especially what movie we are going to talk about in a minute. But anyway, how are you doing? Scale one ten. Remember oh, we used to do that? I'm solid eight. Solid eight. Yeah. I'm not talking about down there. Oh. Either way, actually. Oh, okay. Right, <laughs> Dude, I'm really happy that we're doing this episode. I'm planning it on for two months. So. This has been one of my favorite movies since I was a kid. So I'm happy that we're finally getting a chance to review it. This was my favorite movie when I was a kid. From As soon as I saw this movie at age 12. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. I was a Lost Boys guy, but there was a taboo around this movie that my parents wouldn't let me watch it weird uh well i kind of get why yeah yeah and so i wasn't allowed to see this movie in theater because oh he dies on film which is utter bullshit it is yeah. um but i saw it at uh, a house party uh there was like you know uh all the rocker and goth kids like yeah. we would throw parties in seventh eighth grade ninth grade right mm -hmm. and i remember seeing that and i'm like you guys have the crow and like all the beer and all the weed at the party just went straight out the window i actually got invited to a threesome but it was a devil's three-way oh and i turned it down to watch this movie yeah, that's the only reason you turned it down 
Swear. <laughs> well, I was a virgin too. I didn't want to look like a chump in front oh, of another dude. Yeah, yeah. And I, dude, I'm telling you, I had a few inches on this guy in more ways than one. Anyway. No. So no, but anyway, this movie was there, and they were all watching it smoking weed, and I'm like, well, fuck, dude. I'm much. I've been wanting to watch this movie for such a long time. Yeah. And you know what? If I'm gonna lose it i'm not gonna lose it in a devil's three-way so. <laughs> i mean that's one hell of a story it is but the crow um but anyway so after that you know i was allowed to watch whatever movies i want but this movie was always taboo my mom never let me rent it and my dad um was against it too because my stepmother okay he really didn't care like i mean i was watching pulp fiction on a daily basis so i think most dads don't really care i got when uh like one of those blockbuster when they buy a bunch of movies when it and then they like sell them at like three dollars or whatever in the blockbuster bin. Yeah, actually found one of these in there, bought it with my own money, and I watched this movie religiously. And sure enough, the girl actually did end up losing my virginity too. Was obsessed with this movie, so we'd watch oh, it all the time. Nice, but dude, just like Lost Boys, RoboCop, Terminator, Predator, this is one of those movies like. If you threw me in jail, I'd be able to rewrite the script. It would have minor, <laughs> it would have minor errors. Yeah, but I'd be able to rewrite it. Um, so yeah, we're finally doing the crow. Uh, this is to end our Halloween, our first Halloween season. Right on. Hell I think yeah, dude. we had some good picks. We started with the Shining, ending with the Crow. Had some uh, Michael Myers in there. A little bit of Friday Thirteenth. Now, speaking of Friday Thirteenth, you know what movie we should have did? What? We should have did Part Four. Uh, well, yeah, that one is definitely, I think, better in part three. We rewatched that movie on Friday 13th, uh, Rob and I, and we okay. had a, we had a, it was his idea, hey, let's like us and the wives not even like do a record, but let's just sit around and watch the movie. Dude, the first thing that appears on the credits is Tom Savini, and I'm like, oh, uh, fuck, yes. Yeah. Dude, number four is the best. It is the best. Yeah, <laughs> except for the teens, you don't give a shit about them like you do in number two. Yeah. But, dude, it makes number three look like fucking the birds compared to, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it makes it seem so tame. Yeah. But. Now, that's definitely one I need to go back and rewatch is for. By the way, how cool is the fucking soundtrack on this? Oh, dude. This, yeah, this soundtrack got me into. This is my first soundtrack. Oh, really? Yeah, and this okay. is the second CD I ever bought. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mine is not as cool as The Lion King. I think I kind of <laughs> had you beat. Dude, the, the the first single I ever bought was PM Dawn. Oh, God. I, I'm proud of it, dude. Yeah. I love PM Dawn. Okay. The, my first CD ever, like full-length album, was um, when I started my collection, when I got like my little Walkman thing. Right. And it was a cheap one, too. It was a $39 Walmart one. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I still played the shit out of it, dude. Anyway, and then uh, was Cure Head on the Door, and then this. And oddly enough, the Cure are in the soundtrack. Yeah, they are. Dude, let me just, from memory, read off some of the songs that are on here. Time Baby Part 2, the song you're hearing now, yeah. by the band Medicine, is only in this movie. Wow. There's no other version of this song. There's one called Time Baby 3, but it's way different and not this cool and goth and sludgy. Yeah, because like this song is definitely my favorite song. Song on the album. Next to The Cure. Yeah, that burn. Uh, those two, like, oh my god, my two, and yeah. also Nine Chanel's cover of Dead Souls. That was great, so yeah. good, and that's probably his best guitar playing, like, uh, of the, since then. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, because I mean, say what you want, like, Downward Spiral is great, but the guitar work is terrible compared to this one song. Yeah, and um, 
And and yeah, anyway, uh, this this has an incredible machine heads on it. Um, helmet is on it. Yep, yep. Um, it also has violent femmes. Um, it ha- this is me going from memory too, by the way. <laughs> it has the Can't Rain All the Time song, and that was kind of just done for the movie. I don't right. know if that girl ever had any other success. But like you just heard in the beginning, they actually did record Hangman's Joke, which was the fictional band that um, Brandon Lee is a part of in this right. movie. Now, here's a funny thing. Hmm. There was actually planned for more than just that one song. Unfortunately, what happened happened. Oh, so he was going to keep doing more? Yeah, because notice they only had the wind can't rain all the time. There was yeah. going to be more music by Hangman's Joke oh, originally. Okay. So I'm going to give you the skinny on why I don't have my notes in front of me because it's all from direct memory. A, I watched this movie a lot. So did you. Would you say this was like a weekly basis when you were like 14, 13, something like that? Uh, a little bit older, maybe? Maybe, yeah, a little bit older. It was a consistent basis with this movie. If it came on TV halfway through, I would always finish it. Or as soon as I could buy it, like I got it. And yeah, it was it was definitely one I watched regularly. Tell me the first time you got exposed to this. And I'm going to run real quick of uh, for, away from the mic. So I can hear you, but go ahead. Tell me, uh, what was your viewing? Exploded? Was, was there a three-way on the table? No, there was not. I was at home with family and everything. but And there was a three-way on the table. It, oh, my God. We're not that close. <laughs> but no, it's one of those that came on uh, Showtime. And back in the day, at that point, you know, we used to steal movies off there with the old VHS trick. So we did that. Uh, but I just remember watching it, recorded it, and when it was done, I took out the tape, and I wanted to rewatch it immediately. Yeah. So I went Sounds back and just started it over. Uh, man, yeah. It just it had me right from the beginning. There's so many cool little things about this movie. And I know a lot of people go, oh, you just remember it through nostalgic eyes. To be honest with you, now, seeing how I was preparing for this, I've watched it four times yeah. in a month, which is quite the bit. Um, but I actually haven't seen this movie in about 10 years. It just oh. I let someone borrow it, and they never watched it and just sat on the shelf. And I'm oh, like, okay. yo, I'm going to review The Crow. I need it. Now, here's why I didn't watch it. Your boy, that'd be me. Yeah. Um, when I was in Slimerick Radio, or we were in, you know, it was is the tail end. You you came in at the tail end. This yeah. was like when Slimerick was kicking ass, right? Um, so Jonathan tells me, hey, I got um, you know, Kublicons going on, or or uh, East Coast Comic Con. Okay, all right. So we get all our Slimerick gear together. Yeah, like we have our bag. In fact, it's the same bag I'm using. And then we have a little task cam, and we're going to go to the, uh, to the uh, I, th- I think it used to be called Kublicon. They changed it to East, K- uh, East Bay Comic Con. Regardless, it's at the Hilton across from the Hobby Lobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we go there, and this is not our first rodeo. We go to every single year. We'd go, uh, usually there's like two a year in, in right. the summer. Um, and we'd go around and we'd interview people. We'd bother people. If there was another podcast booth, we'd sit down unannounced and just start grabbing their mics. <laughs> I'm not lying, dude. We used to do that. Oh, shit. I left the door open. Um, but anyway, so we're doing all this stuff, right? And uh, um, Jonathan goes, yo, I signed us up for a viewing of The Crow 
at Brendan's. And I go, oh, yeah. cool. You know Brendan Theater. Of it's course. A, yeah, yeah. When that thing first opened, that was like the best theater in town, maybe in the in the Bay Area. In the Bay Area. For because sure. It, yeah. it, had, it was the first one to have reclining chairs. The first one with like one of the best sound systems. You could actually buy a beer. There wasn't all the sticky floors yet and everything. Yeah. And, and <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. You could um I think do they still do this? I know Napa does this. They let you buy a beer in the glass. Oh, I don't know if they still actually do that at Brendan. I think they stopped doing that. The last movie I saw there was the Island of Kong movies. Oh, okay. So that was quite a bit ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, I remember there was still beer, but it wasn't a glass. It was in a plastic cup. Yeah. So anyway, I'm like, cool. It's a private showing, huh? And he goes, yeah, with James O'Barr. I go, what? No. I'm like, James O'Barr is going to be there? And he goes, yeah. And I go, that's, that's fucking awesome, awesome dude. dude. Holy crap. So- Next day, right, we're in our, uh, we are in the uh, 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 movie theater. Yeah. You know, and we're going to go over there. Okay, now Jonathan and I, we've, we've already, um, how do you say? We've, we've already been drinking at the bar. Now, we're not hammered. No. But we're loose. Yeah. Very loose. You're, but not you're hammered. just past not sober. <laughs> we're 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 at like the beginning of knife party after dark status. Yeah. So we're sitting out there, right? And I see this dude, and I'm like, now I know what James O'Barr looks like. Of if course, you have yeah. any of the uh, the Crow special edition discs, there's always a lot of stuff on him. He used to be kind of overweight and he looked like the comic book collector f- from uh, Simpsons. <laughs> like he really did, except for yeah. without the bald spot, right? Okay. And then, uh, but anyway, we're sitting out there and there's like, you know, uh, a chick from Australia dressed up as a crow. I ended up holding her hand during the viewing. That, that's, that, I'll get into that story wow. in a minute. Okay. Um, and then, uh, mm, there was a few freaks and there was a few nerds, um, but it was really only probably about 20 people Oh, that's small. Yeah, it was. Um, well, I mean, here goes another thing. This wasn't like Grand Marquee, like Spinal Tap. No, this was like Puppet Show at the very bottom oh. and, a, and a private viewing uh, with James O'Barr yeah. uh, as part of your ticket price. Now, I think at this point, we actually bought tickets. At, this might have been the last one we bought. Because I remember from then on, we would just walk in with uh, our, our Slime Wreck badges. Yeah, and I, yeah. I got away with getting in a couple of times. Nice. You know, you just show it. Right, because at that point, you're like press or whatever. Exactly, just let yeah. you in. This, I think this might have been one of the ones we paid for, though, because it because uh, I remember Jonathan used to handle it, and I'd just give him money or whatever. Right. Uh, but I'm pretty sure it is. Anyway, so we sit outside, and um, I'm smoking a cigarette, and uh, you know I'm talking to Jonathan, whatever, and then I realize I don't have a cigarette. Oh, okay. You know, but then I smell, and you know if you're a smoker, you know your brand. Yeah. Like, if you smoke American Spirits, you could smell American Spirit. Right. If you smoke a Marlboro Light, you could smell, if you smoke, oh, anyone can smell Newport. But anyway, I go, <laughs> I go, wait a minute, that's a Winston. You know, the, the cigarette brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I smoked Winston's and American Spirits. Those are my two brands. So, I walk over, and there's this very sheepish guy that's only about a hundred and 45 pounds dripping wet. Oh, tiny. He's got that that German officer, not like the Nazi one, but you know the the, the typo negative looking one, the, right, the, the right. olive Kelly green yeah. with the little German flag. Okay. And it's covered in like 
bands I like patches. Like, of course, a Giant Sister Mercy sign. Okay. You know, there's like a NIN patch. Yeah, yeah. There, you know, and I'm like, and this guy has like these, uh, you know the what I say, the, the Leon the Professional glasses, like yeah, the small yeah. sniper ones? And he's got like the patrol hat. Okay. And he's sitting there smoking cigarette, and I walk over and I go, hey, man, uh, I... Uh, can I bum a smoke off you? Uh, if you're at the comic, because I notice he has the badge, I go, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll get you back. I'm going to buy a pack after this, and he, uh, after the movie. And he goes, yeah, you can have a cigarette. And I go, okay, cool. And he has to be a cigarette. Fuck. Don't have my lighter. <laughs> hey, man. Um, and he goes, you want me to smoke it for you, too? And he holds out his lighter. I light, and I go, thanks, dude. And then, so anyway, Jonathan comes behind me, and he goes, so, Mr. Obar, and he's, he's got a mic ready yeah. with the task app. So, Mr. Obar, and I'm sitting there, we've been bullshitting for like five minutes. Yeah. I'm like, I can't wait to see this movie. Uh, like, I'm fucking, I haven't seen it in a while, and I'm really looking forward to it. This used to be my favorite movie. I lost my virginity to this movie, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and he's like, wow, must have been big in your childhood. <laughs> and so, uh, John comes over, and he starts interviewing him. And I was like... Oh. Holy shit! You look different, yeah, dude. He dropped at least eighty pounds. The, the, that's a lot. Also, too, around his neck was, and I should have probably. I thought it was a fan thing. He had an engagement ring around his neck, uh, like a necklace. Yeah, yeah. And I thought it like it was a fan thing, right? Because in the movie, yeah, exactly. No, it's not. No, I'll get to that. Okay. So, do you have any idea? Uh, so, by the way, I came in blind, so I'm like. Dude, you know, like John's asking questions. I go, so how did this all start? And he goes, so you're a radio guy with him? And I go, yeah. And he's like, it's a pod cart thing or something. I go, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he goes, uh, I've done so many of these, and you're from the get the most unprofessional of every one I've interviewed. Nice. And I go, <laughs> I said that. That's awesome. So then he goes, so you didn't even Wikipedia me? And I'm like, I just know you made one of the greatest graphic novels that turned into one of the greatest comic book movies, if not the best. And yeah. he goes, well, I appreciate that. And he goes, it all started with my real life fiance. And he told me the story. Yeah. And so what do you know about the the beginning of like how how this all got started? Because he just, told me the, like his version of it. Let's just say it's nothing. Let's Let's just start there. So- Meaning that you know nothing, and I'll just explain it to you, kind yeah. of thing. Okay, so young love, star-crossed lovers, kind of thing. Yeah, right. Now his girl passes away tragically. Okay, if I'm not mistaken, without going to Google, I'm pretty sure it was just a tragic thing, like a car accident. Yeah, I can look it up. You look it up, but this it was sad. This is it not a movie, sad. or the, sorry, this is not a review about James Abar. This is a mo uh, review about that. So, and like I said, I came in clean, no notes. Um, so she died very tragically. I didn't say how, you know, I didn't yeah. want to be a dick. So I go, oh man, that sucks. And he goes, and when I was dealing with my grief, um, all I would do is draw, and I always wanted to be a uh, illustrator. And uh, but no, no company would hire me because of the way I draw. And if you notice, okay. everything's got a very like skinny, tall, slender man kind yeah. of look to it. And he said, uh, people hated that. And he goes, uh, people would always start with the circles and do this and that. I always started with the hands. The hands tell you each scene. If you actually relook at, at the graphic novel, the mm. hands are usually bigger and like more uh, pronounced. Okay. And there's more details in the knuckles than anything else. That's one of the reasons why the crow has an all white face. 
Ah. So you could put yourself in that situation. Okay. So he's drawing like, you know, like a madman trying to get his feelings out there on paper. And uh, apparently, lo- in, like locally near him, because mm-hmm. he actually lives in Detroit. Okay. Like he's always lived in Detroit. He knows it's a crime haven piece of shit, right? But he reads about this robbery that happens like down the block from where he lives or where he works or whatnot. Okay. Of a uh, couple, and it's very Batman-esque. A couple gets robbed in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and they want the purse and you know everything else. But for whatever reason, the straw that broke the camel's back was the ring, and mm. she didn't want to give up the engagement ring. Right. Boom! Double murder. Wow. He read about this, and he thought it was like his girlfriend calling to him from beyond the grave, like "You need to set things right." Yeah. By telling like this story. Yeah, yeah. So he goes on and he makes this. Of course, no one wants to print this comic book. Uh, I mean, it's super dark. It, like, yeah. Especially at that time, everybody's trying to be all like colorful and happy and superheroes. and Yeah, graphic novels really didn't like get their take off yet. Yeah. I'd say. No, definitely not. That was probably like late 90s. Um, this one it really no, no, yeah, because this would be like late eighties, early nine. I think this came out in ninety one, right? Ninety two or ninety three, I think. No, not the movie. I'm talking about the book. Oh, the book. Yeah, yeah. James, because I'm pretty sure it's one nine nine one. So, um, I remember. So, did you ever actually read the comic versus the uh, the movie? No. So there's a few differences. Um, sorry, I keep getting away from the mic, guys. Um, I just needed a beer and I needed. A vape because James O'Barr isn't here to give me a Winston. <laughs> so uh, the book's a lot different, um, but not so different that it's it's not like the book, dude. But it is. There's yeah. a lot of different things in here. So I'm going to talk about some stuff that I know. We're, we're going to get into the movie, of course. But this is going to be a long intro, <laughs> very long. So. Um, Here's some cool things about the movie uh, uh, versus the book. And you tell me which one you like better. In the comic, Mm -hmm. Sarah does not exist. Okay. Sarah is replaced with the Skull Cowboy. Have you ever seen or heard of this? Skull Cowboy. No. So out on this one. In this movie, the crow is his guide, right? Right. Okay. And uh, besides the crow being his guide, uh, he has Sarah, which is his link to like the living world. Yeah. Well, originally, that wasn't the case. There was going to be... Let me see if I can bring it up, because I know I had it on my um, my special edition uh, thing, but I don't know if it's on here. Let's see if I can. Yeah, let's see if they have ah, it Ah, here we that. go. Skull Cowboy deleted scene. Oh, okay. Quit screwing around. Your job is done. The problems of the living are not your concern. It's not that easy. Get out of my way. You risk everything. I took that risk and lost. That's your story. You will go as a mortal alone. I'm already alone. Then choose. Choose and be damned. So, hmm. there's no more audio from there. But the Skull Cowboy was originally going to be his guide. Okay. And then they're like, 
Alex Proy is the director of this film. By the way, if you don't know who Alex Proy is, you do. Dark City comes to mind. Yeah. Almost any movie where you see this beautiful, no, beautiful is the wrong word, uh, very artistic noir type yeah. of city, like Dark City, where there's a flyover and you could tell they're all made out of claymation. Right, right. They're all miniatures. That is like his trademark. If you see okay. that, you know it's him, right? Um, Alex Proye is, used to be my favorite director. I was obsessed with Dark City when that came out, dude. Dude, that's another solid That's a one. fucking Holy banger. Um, so anyway, uh, but this is what uh, got me in him. So anyway, Alex Proye saw this and he goes, you know, I love the imagery. I love how dark it is, but I don't want it because it seems too cheesy. He even... Yeah. Um, now, we just heard the B-roll and they didn't have professional whatever and the lighting wasn't done. Yeah. But he hated it. And um, good idea on him. He decided we need to put like a teenage girl in there as like a child character, yeah. like their child. Right. Which they did. Yeah. Which they did. Yeah, exactly. And they did it really well, too. They did it very, very well. Um, so out with Skull Cowboy, in with Sarah. Yeah. Now, I do like the decision, but I would like to see a full version if they like, you know, would have done both and did like a, a director's cut where the Skull Cowboy at least appears like once or twice and just like points to a door or something. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of like a flash or something. Kind of like, like how like, the crow when he goes to get his boots flies over and looks at him like, "Here's boots." Yeah. You know, kind of like a. a I, but the one thing is, I thought it was too Legend of Zelda y. Like, do-do-do-do, the owl guides you everywhere. Uh, <laughs> it just got a little, like, it would have been cool to see kind of Eric wander around a little bit. A little bit, A yeah. little bit, right? But he doesn't in this movie. It's like this, I actually do say this movie has a lot of horror movie elements. Like, for instance, it's almost like Predator or a slasher movie where he tracks down them one by one by one by one, right? And eliminates them one by one. And yeah. all the murders are customized to... To that villain. To that villain. Yeah. Which is really cool. It's very cool. Yeah. You know, uh, we do have, of course, a giant epic battle climax, uh, you know, near mm -hmm. the end. And it's great and it's justified and we want it because we want to see what he could do against the army. And basically, we do get to see what he gets to do against the army. So anyway, yeah. that's one of the things left out. Um, and I, he actually, him being Alex Proya's pronouns pal, uh, brought it up to me. <laughs> He was yeah. like, yeah, um, so some change. Because uh, I said, what is a, after we did the actual viewing of the the movie, right, right. he had a Q&A. And I said, what was some of the things that were big changes in the movie that you actually were happy with that were changed? That you were like, oh, I should have thought of that. And what were some that you're like, I hated that. They should have kept that. And his greatest what? thing was the Skull Cowboy. Okay. Okay. All right. So um, number two. Um, the music. So I, I said like, obviously looking at your patches, by the way, I was the one asking all the questions, um, <laughs> except for the girl with the crow makeup who was holding my hand. It was weird. Um, we'll get into that. She was hot though. Yeah. I mean, Australian. Oh, half Ab Aboriginal, half white. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Olive skin, black hair, green eyes. <laughs> yep. Uh, 34, 26, 36. So you just kind of have a vague memory of her. Just vague. Funny. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I asked, I'm like, uh, did you pick all the music? And he goes, 100%. There was a couple of bands I couldn't get, and it makes me sad. He really wanted to get um, uh, Joy Division. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. But he couldn't 
for reasons. Yeah. But Nine Inch Nails just did a cover. It was a, I don't know if it was going to be on Downward Spiral or if it was a, like a uh, missing from the Downward Spiral recording and it yeah. didn't fit on the album, but it was recorded during the same thing. Okay. And be, by the way, here, here's a fun fact about that. Did you know that album was recorded in the Sharon Tain house? Oh, really? Yeah. And there's like an incident where wolves were surrounding when he was uh, doing, um, fuck, I, I think it was uh, the first song on side two of that. I just remember it because it was a tape or a record. Oh, anyway, uh, okay. And where like wolves were all like sitting outside and it freaked him out. What? Anyway, well, yeah. That would freak me out too. Yeah, they're just outside like the, the sliding glass door just looking in. <laughs> yeah. That would have freaked me out too. Yeah. Um, so uh but then again there is wolves or coyotes in there. He could have been just like up for way too late. Anyway, yeah, so yeah. uh he goes, Well, cool, I could use this plus I love uh Trent's music, right? Yeah. All right, so then you have that. Um I was trying to think about the other only band he didn't want. Oh, Sisters of Mercy, of course, for whatever reason, he couldn't get them. And I think okay. that was like legal rights because I'm pretty sure those guys, when they broke up, all like sued each other or don't talk or whatnot. So lame. Mm -hmm. Well, same thing with Joy Division because after What's-His-Name died, they became New Order and there was fights over licensing. Yeah, yeah. That's why you probably will never hear a Joy... No, wait a minute. There's Donnie Darko, though. I don't know how they got... Anyway, so... Anyways. He picked out all the music, um, and uh, he said, uh, an, oh, another thing he really liked is he originally, him and Alex Proyas decided everything was going to be in black and white. Yeah. But Miramax said no. Uh, that, I don't know, like, that might have actually made the movie a lot cooler. Think about this. We just watched it. The whole movie practically is black and white. Right. It's They, they got as red. close as they could. Like, you see one scene with a lot of colors, and that's in the memories, where right. they're all blue and red. Yeah. You know, like in the apartment. Right, right. Everything else is like fucking dull, dull, dull gray. Super dark gray. Dull greens. Yeah. Lots of shadow. Lots and... of shadow play. I mean, we just watched Batman 89 a month ago. Right. And we just watched this. This is definitely darker. Fucking darker. Yeah. If you're darker than Batman by, t by uh, uh, like, fucking Tim Burton- that's that's a thing now yeah. another thing too is he really like so um he being alex pro is or sorry um sorry uh, james abar uh requested that he be on set at all times okay. for like rewrites oh yeah, yeah yeah so he actually sat there and like would help rewrite and now like i said the guy's kind of an asshole mm. at least comes off that way he's not though i'll, I'll finish the story there and he said that um you know, sometimes they'd come to him and Prius and him always like agreed right away. Like, okay. You know, he's like, well, I don't like this. Let's do it this way. And then he goes, okay, well, show me what you're going to do. And then they're like, oh, fuck, that's pretty good. Yeah. So he actually uh, was not the producer because, you know, this guy has, but he was kind of like co-director yeah. or 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 um, consultant. Yeah. Art consultant. I would say consultant. But I yeah. think that's really dope. Stephen King should get the fucking like dildo out of his ass and maybe, I don't know, be on scene for the movies that he'll trash <laughs> later. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean the I mean, cash your check, but still be a part of the process. Exactly. I mean, do you want to do you, James Abar never did anything of mass like boom as this? Right. He still draws. Yeah. And he still does comics, I'm sure. I'm not really a huge comic guy, so I don't know. I do know that he had like a toy line that McFarlane did after it, and those were yeah, really cool. Those there was, were pretty dope. Yeah, those were pretty cool. Um, but anyway, 
Uh, he said that the only problem he had on set was Michael Wincott. Why? He said he was one of the... He goes, you know that the person he plays like on film? Yeah. He's really like that. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like really a douche. When people say cut, he goes, well, I wasn't finished, but whatever. And like, yeah. And and oh. I go, maybe that's method acting, dude. Yeah, yeah. Because, But uh, I mean, you know, you see him in... Because um, when you see him in Alien Resurrection... Even though he's kind of playing still a heavy bad guy, right. he's way more fun and jo- and uh, jovial and more jokey and oh, stuff. Okay, okay. But uh, I love Michael Wincott. He's up in my favorite villains, <laughs> and and him as Top Dollar yeah. is so good. We're gonna talk about the cast in a second, but I'm gonna finish my story. So anyway, we go to the Comic Con after, right? We're interviewing people and everything else, and I'm sitting outside, and I spark. Uh, a cigarette and then i hear i really am going to have to ask you for one of your cigarettes <laughs> and now he's, yeah now he's got a kind of like a half smirk on his face and then for the next 15 minutes all we did is make fun of everybody's shitty costumes yeah <laughs> that is awesome and then he i go can you do a stinger for us and he goes yeah and he goes this is James O. Barr, and you're listening to Slime Rack Radio. And I swear to God, that is the best. Imp- we might have to call Hoodcast. Yeah, do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nick Neo should be on this, in this second. This is happening. Yep. <laughs> we haven't done it in a minute. Oh, Nick Neo's here. Nick Neo's here. All right. Nick Neo is, in fact, here. Uh, Neo, we actually have to do our first crank call of, of, of the month? Of the month. No, well, no, last one of the month? Something like that. So, uh, yeah, let's do this real quick. It'll be easy. So, Neo, I was just talking about my, uh, we haven't started the, the, uh, uh, review yet we're just talking about the story where i actually met james obar and i don't mean like met him like hey guy like hung out with him for a substantial amount of time i would say probably about not including watching the movie at least three hours damn okay how say you neo cool cool all right well i just want the people to know that you're actually here (laughs) your boy uh uh chumped out today so i heard yeah, what a dick, huh? Anyway, um, let's well, see. Well, you know that Viking beard takes uh, takes some care. Uh, apparently, <laughs> he uses KY to lube it. Oh! All right, you guys, here we are. Uh, I'm going to uh, go ahead and voice message. Uh, okay, here we go. Send it. Send it. Okay. There it is. All right, here we go. In five, four. This is James Obar, and you're listening to Hoodcast AF. I uh, hope they have crow toys, because that's all I got going for me. Oh, I was uh, paid to say that. Uh, Mike EVT is a disgusting fat body. (laughs) All right. There we go. It's a call for the day. My name is James Jovar. 
Do like uh, Jamie Obari. Jamie Obari at crow.com? Yeah. Jamie Obari at crow.com. <laughs> I wonder if anyone actually has these fake emails I enter in. I mean, I feel like at least one is a, like a legit email. So we're already in. Well, if 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 they're if they get the email, then good on them. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, I see. Uh, shit, I fucked some up. Uh oh. No, it's all good. You wrote dot com instead of dot com. Actually, you know what's funny? You say that. <laughs> I wrote Q C U W instead of M, but still. <laughs> I mean, you were close. Okay, so um. Yeah, that's my James O'Barr story. That's me getting shamed by him for not knowing that I was uh, making uh, a merriment out of his dead girlfriend. (laughs) Well, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah. Why didn't you Wikipedia me? We'll be in my... um... (laughs) Now, if I ever interview somebody I respect, I'm like, I I probably should have thought I was going to tell you that I just don't want another Obari moment. (laughs) An right. Obari moment. An Obari like moment. That's our thing. Okay. So uh, anyway, um, let's go ahead and I'd say get started, right? Yeah. Now probably. that you're here. All right, cool. So this came out and I we were what we said we thought what it was ninety three. I said you said ninety two. Yeah, it's a ninety three. It's ninety four. Ah so close. So early ninety four. A Rotten Tomatoes score of 84, nine, nine, nice. okay, very important, audience giving it 90. I yeah. want you to remember this. Um, if you don't know, it's a revenge movie. It is part horror, part goth, part uh, very comic booky. Like every yeah. shot, just like in Batman 89, seems like you're reading a comic book. Yeah. It like, looks, each scene looks is like, like a cell. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And I love that. Um, of course, it has the late, great Brandon Lee, who was tragically taken from us during this. It, very sad. Here's the weird thing. He died the same exact way as his father on set. Yeah. Yeah, which is weird. A lot of people go, no, that was his dad. And Ernie Dragon. I'm like, no, they both died the same they, way. Yeah. Uh, the guy who played Fun Boy um, accidentally shot him during, um, I thought it was the bed scene, but it was actually a no. diff- it was actually a different scene, and they just edited it. But okay, yeah. So uh, Brandon Lee, you actually see him um, when you actually see the crow. Only thirty three percent of the time is that Brandon Lee. Really? Yeah, because they didn't really get to all his stunts till later. Okay. So his stunt man, he had two stunt men that yeah. did most of them, and they did look like him, and they superimposed his face. Here's the thing, though, they were very fortunate in the fact that his makeup is so easy. Yeah. That you don't notice. Yeah. Like, do you remember any type time in this movie where you're like, that's definitely not him? I know one, and it's not even because of what you think. But it's because when he's running on the roofs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could tell that's like, but then again, though, it's a set, so. So, yeah. So there you are. Um, 141 minutes. Box office gross was $47 million, and I'm pretty sure I want to say this is a $12 million budget. Wow. Because Miramax. They did good. Now, um, like I said, it, I'm not going to say it bombed, but it was one of like those, do we really want to, you, you know, that kind of like, it's it, it had a, a stigma to it, if yeah. you will. 
Came out May 11th um, and w- was released on streaming August 17th. Blah, 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 blah. Um, of course, Miramax uh, released this. Um, Brandon Lee, who, by the way, mm-hmm. I'm going to say is more like Joaquin uh, Phoenix, more so than Joaquin yeah. Phoenix is even Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Or sorry, not uh, River River Phoenix, is what I meant. Yeah. Or uh, okay. J- or James Dean. James Dean had a couple of really shitty movies and one decent one, and everyone liked him, right? Then River Phoenix comes out, has two or three great movies. Yeah. Perfect face. He's he's going to be the new Johnny Depp, right? Right, right. So then Brandon Lee is going to be the new new Johnny Depp. Yeah. But the fucker can do his own stunts and act. Right. And. And like, right? So he just came off the heels of Rapid Fire. Now, believe it or not, River Phoenix was supposed to be playing the crow. Oh, that would have been terrible. It's kind of like this movie's curse. <laughs> Maybe. Right? Uh, I mean, we already have three deaths surrounding this movie. Yeah. Actually, if you can't uh, count the real life story, five de- real life deaths that happened right. for this movie. Yeah, you could say, well, what about the Titanic, Zach? Yeah, that movie sucked, okay? <laughs> anyway, so um, there's that. Uh, Michael Wincott is in this. I love him. He plays Top Dollar. He's also in Alien Resurrection. He plays the yeah. pirate captain. Uh, Ernie Hudson. Um, dude, between this and fucking Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters, he's been, yeah. He's been my favorite magical black man in, in almost all the movies I love. <laughs> Congo? You know, I mean, come I on. I can't think of a single... Bad movie with him in it. I can. I can. Yep, I can. Are you ready? What? Tornado explanation point. Uh, Say, I didn't even know he was. He was. It, in it that. came out three months after Twister, direct to uh, Turner uh, TNT, Turner uh, Network TV. Oh yeah. Guess who was the co-star? Uh, Alicia Silverstone. I don't know why I said that. I'm sorry. Neo, <laughs> don't look it up. Who do you think? You're not going to believe me Bruce when Campbell. I tell you. What's up? Bruce Campbell. Fuck. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Did you remember that from our uh, tor- uh, Twister episode? That too. <laughs> we also talked about it. Cheater. Our evil dead. Oh, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Did anyone see it? No. No. Okay, I haven't either. Anyway, uh, so yeah, he, that movie isn't good. I haven't seen all of it, but I've seen clips, and it's pretty bad. I still want to own sucks. it, though. Yeah. I still, I, I really do want to own it. Um, so we got Michael Wincott. Of course, we have Brandon Lee. Uh, by the way, the girl who plays... Um, oh, yeah, David Patrick Kelly played T-Bird. That guy, you wouldn't yeah. know him. He's in a lot of fucking movies. He's in a lot of stuff. But he just is one of those mans of a thousand faces kind of thing. Well, yeah, he's a total like character actor. I've seen him in a ton of uh, TV shows. Oh, yeah. Sarah's only movie is... Her name is Raquel Davis, mm-hmm. and uh, she's quite hot. Yes, she is. Hello. And she kind of has the same kind of look to her, where she looks like, I don't know, like Asian white kind of. Like, <laughs> no, what I mean is she's got like those Asian features, and she looks really soft, and she, you know, but yet she's like very pale with red hair. Yeah, and that nails like all my, yeah. all my bullet points right there. So this is her only movie. Her only movie. Wow, I know. 
Um, let's see who else we got here. I think I named everybody. Did I miss anybody? Uh, there's a couple of people too in this movie that have only been in like a movie. Uh, but, um, God, who is the guy that played? Oh yeah. I must, um, I mean, I've seen fun boy and 1010, a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Angel, uh, David plays skank and I've seen him in more movies. They don't even have a picture of him on here, but I've, I've seen him in other movies too. So, um, every, very, very just like a normal comic book mo- movie, every villain has their own char- uh, character, and their character is usually based around their weapons or what they do, Right, and usually they fall victim to what it is. It is very much like, that's why I say it, it's got horror elements to it. Yeah. Um, it's a very dark story comic book noir, and it's probably one of the only one that hasn't been done better since that's trying to be dark. I'd say Batman came before it and afterward, uh, and you're probably going to think I'm going to say um, Deadpool. I'm not. Watchmen. Oh, Watchmen. Yeah. This has a lot yeah. in common with Watchmen. Very much so. I mean, of course, Watchmen takes place over a few years. This takes place in, in a 24-hour period, but either way. All right. We are 45 minutes in. Should we call it and do the review as a separate episode? Maybe at this point, yeah. Uh, what what do you what do you think about that, Neo? Neo. Uh, well, we can go ahead and do the episode. I mean, go ahead and do the review. No, that's what I'm saying. Should we make it a separate file? Seeing how we're already at 45 minutes in. Oh, okay. Then yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're gonna go ahead and get out of here, and um, we're not gonna be dick teasing. Um, I'm Aww. pretty sure on um, I'm going to release one October 30th, Devil's Night, and the next is going to be Halloween Day. Yeah. So that way it's not going to be, oh, go to wait. No, 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 no. no. We'll do it. I just, I know I had a long introduction about everything that goes on in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So I wanted to get it all. I want to, oh, I met James O'Barr. Anyway, moving on to the movie, you're going to go, what? <laughs> There's a fucking No, story. go back. Rewind. Rewind. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, be kind. Did, did you suck his cock? I mean, what happened? <laughs> yes, I did, and I bummed a Winston off him. There you go. There's your fucking story. But well, I just, thought that was the name of his cock. I thought you just yada yada the best part. I mentioned the cigarette. <laughs> All right. All right, guys, we're going to get out of here, and we'll be back in a 24-hour period. Uh, unless you're recording this right now, then we'll be back in 10 minutes. Deal? Deal. All right. All right. Love you guys. See you soon.